Hi, brothers and sisters. Brother Joe here. Hope you had a good week. I had a good week. Uh, and so, you know, the world's in turmoil right now with this coronavirus. And so, uh, you know, the world needs God and Yeshua, Jesus, more than him. Everyone needs to pray to the Lord, pray for their brothers and sisters. Um, but know this, if you're part of the kingdom of God, if you have Yeshua, Jesus in your heart, you're part of the chosen, which is anyone who has not just gone to the altar, but they've repented 100%, and Jesus has filled them with the Holy Spirit, renewed their mind, and, and renewed their heart from a stony heart to a flesh-circumcised heart. You're destined to salvation. God is going to save you, and He's going to protect you through this trial that He is afflicting the world, because the world is bad, you know? Um, now, look at this. You know, we have the government saying you can't go to church. You can't meet. First it was 10 people. Now I, I heard that, you know, in Israel it's like two people. It has to be family members. I mean, you know, but God, trust me, God does not want church to end. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me this week to warn people, not just churches, but mostly people, the congregation, his people, his chosen people, that you need to worship God on his Sabbath, all right? This is way back from the Ten Commandments, okay? You need to worship God on the Sabbath. And I know I talked to a couple pastors uh, in two other countries this week and uh, was, was sharing them with, with the Holy Spirit to put on my heart to tell them. And they had said that, both of them told me that they're actually... They're worshiping more now online with uh, their congregations and other people, you know. So it's, it's really opened the door uh, for the ministry. Um, but uh, the thing is, is, and that's great. You know, if you're getting into a Bible study or a prayer group, I, 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 God loves that. But he does not want anyone to disobey his law. You know, God says that he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. So you make sure that you are worshiping him on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath that you have always worshiped him with. Now, if your particular church chooses to do a service on Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, God wants you to worship him on his Sabbath day in song, in prayer, and in the word of God. So uh, if it's not your own church you're watching on the Sabbath, you need to find a different one. Make sure it's a genuine Christian church. Make sure that they... Uh, read out the Word of God. That's a Bible teaching church, all right? Now, it's difficult right now for people, for, for the churches, you know, to do the, the, the singing worship. Uh, they can't put their chorus together, right? Well, even if they have one person singing, that's great. But it's important, God wants you to know singing worship songs to Him is, is blessing Him. That's how we bless Him. Two ways we bless God. Give him praise and glory for the things he does for us and sing praise songs to him. And that's why it's so important to him, brothers and sisters. Okay, so I once saw a sermon and the pastor said, every, every Sabbath he, before church, he gets up, he takes a shower, he starts singing worship songs in the shower. I said, well, that's great. I started doing that. Then I loved it so much, I do it every morning. Every morning I got my worship songs on my, downloaded on my phone, I turn them on and I listen to them every morning, and I'll listen to them many times throughout the day. I, I encourage you to do that. In the book of Psalms, it tells us to 
that we need to sing worship songs in our mind while we're at work, while we're going to work, or in this case, while we're at home, okay? So it's very important, brothers and sisters, that we do that. Um, and in the morning that the Holy Spirit told me is, he is adamant at this. And I, I'm not very, I need to look it up in the dictionary. I wanted to get it exact. What is adamant? He told me more than once. He's adamant about this. And the dictionary says adamant means demanding. This is demanding. So do not fail in this, brothers and sisters. All right? You know, anytime you get a warning from the Lord, warnings are not for con to condemn. They're to save, right? Unfortunately, some people don't take warnings. They don't listen. They disobey. And God condemns. All right, brothers and sisters? So keep in the faith and know that if you have the Holy Spirit in you, Yeshua, Jesus, he'll protect you through this. Don't worry. But as he told Paul and the disciples, you know, snakes and, and poison will not harm you, okay? And they go out and they, they heal people and whatnot with the power of prayer, with the power of God through prayer, all right? Um, you know, there, I, I read where there were some people that would, they would take a bucket of snakes and, and they're colts and say, well, you know, God says this, so they put their hand in the snake in the pit and they get bit and they die, Right? Okay, you can't test God like that. So if you're working in a hospital and when you're wearing masks, you'd be wearing a mask. You understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, right? Okay. But in that same, there's a verse where Paul does get bit and they all think he's going to die. They're waiting for him to die. They're even saying he must be a murderer and it's caught up to him. But he doesn't die. And then he heals somebody. And then everybody in, in the area, in that city, bring their diseased, the scripture says, and he heals them through prayer. But it's God. Remember, brothers and sisters, it's God that heals. It's not the prayer. Many times, brothers and sisters, I'll, I'll turn on the Facebook. And many people are asking for prayer. And I always pray for them. But I will tell you that God wants you to be selective on who you ask to pray for you. Okay? Do you think God wants somebody calling up to him and praying to Muhammad? Or to some person that was dead here? Some person? You know what I'm saying? No. He wants righteous prayer. He says he hears righteous prayer. He does not hear the unrighteous. Now we know God hears and sees everything. Nothing is done that he does not know about and he does not see. What it means is he doesn't grant prayer to the unrighteous. He grants prayer to the righteous. And it's good to have someone intercede to you for you because it's powerful. The prayer for somebody is more powerful than the prayer for themselves. Common sense will tell you that, and the Holy Spirit has put it on me to know that, right? Because there's no selfishness there. You're not praying for yourself. You're praying for somebody else. And in James chapter 5, 15, it tells us that the prayer of the faithful save the sick. And if he has sinned, and the person has sinned against him personally, he confesses his sins against him. His sins will be forgiven of those, and he will heal the sick. He says, righteous prayer goes far, okay? It means that the righteous prayers, most of the time, or maybe every time in the particular case of, of that individual, is going to be granted, you understand? So be selective who you ask. The, here's another thing, too. Uh, it's my common practice, whenever I'm going to a country that is dangerous, or whenever I'm going to a country anyway, I go to the congregation, but I look for the low person in the church 
right? Because the people, people just naturally get puffed up, get puffed up with pride, right? He doesn't hear the proud prayer either. So we'll go to the humble person in the church, someone who's aged in Christianity, has practiced righteousness for a long time, and I ask that person privately, you know, please say a prayer for safety for me. And, um, and it's been great. And the Lord has protected me everywhere I've gone. Okay, brothers and sisters. All right, so we're only going to touch on a couple things here. Um, I want to touch on in, in Exodus uh, chapter 8. Okay, as you know, when the Israelites, uh, when God asked Moses and Aaron to go deliver them out, tell Pharaoh to let my people go so they can worship me. God, God hardens Pharaoh's heart to show his power. He ends up giving him seven plagues of pestilence, plagues, right? Which is what we're, we got we got going on here. And it, and it shows, though, that he separates uh, the Israelites, okay? When he hits them with, with fleas, lice, it's in every home, on every person, but not the Israelites. You see, same thing here, brothers and sisters. That's what I'm telling you. If you're saved, you got Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart, this is not going to affect you. He's going to protect you. Be of good cheer, all right? But do it. Don't test God, right? Don't go in a crowd of 60 people with no mask and, and touch everybody and, and have them spit on you. You understand what I'm saying? God will protect you. So have good faith. Have faith. Faith of the mustard seed, he says, you can move a mountain. That doesn't mean you're actually going to move a mountain, brothers and sisters. That means you can handle any problem that comes your way. You understand? All right, brothers and sisters. So getting back to that, in chapter 8, he gives the third uh, plague on Egypt and it's lice. And so Pharaoh's upset. Obviously, the whole country is in arms. He tells his magicians, do something about it. Fix it. And this is what the magicians tell Pharaoh. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. Do you understand? Don't let anybody deceive you and say, well, this is the devil. Okay, no, this is God. He is mad at this world for the abominations, the sexual immorality, the killings, the hatred, the disrespect of parents. I can go on and on and on, brothers and sisters, and I know you see it. God is, this is a wake-up call to people, and they got to repent from their ways and pray, and God will give us some relief if people do that. I had a pastor in Uganda tell me this week, they're looking for a medicine for this. He says, the medicine is repentance. People need to get on their knees and pray for repentance. He's absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right, so now we look here that, that the Jews were separated from that plague. I want to read something to you in 2 Samuel verse chapter 24. This is David. Now, in the first verse, in the first verse of that chapter, it says God is angry with the Israelites. So they're not exactly uh, obeying his laws like the world is today. And then David gets puffed up with pride and wants to number. He wants to count all the Israelites all the way from Dan to Bathsheba. He goes to his captain, Joab, and he tells him, and Joab says, hey, you know, we're supposed to be, I'm sure he told him, you know, we're warriors, we're protecting the country. Why do you want to do this? He says, why do you want to do this? He says, well, I just, I want to know how many we have. It takes nine months for them to, to count them, right? Nine months. God is not happy with this. 
And so I'm going to show you what God does. So in verse 11, it says, Now, when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, thus saith the Lord, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and told him, and he said to him, he gives him these three choices that God has given him, all right? Seven years of famine came to you and to your land, or you flee three months from your enemies, um, or shall there be three days plague in your land? Now this is David's response in verse 14. And David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Please let us fall into the hand of the Lord. For his mercies are great. And they are, brothers and sisters. Aren't his mercies great? They are. He's so merciful. He sent his son to die on the cross for you and me. So let nobody say he's not merciful. He is very merciful. But he's a just God. Do not think he won't chasten people. And then he says, but do not let them fall into the hands of man. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from the morning till the appointed time, from Dan to Bathsheba. And 70,000 men died. 70,000 men died. Do you understand? Okay. He would rather fall into the hand of God. I, you know, I, I ask you. Which choice would you have taken? When I heard it, see, I fear God. I fear God, probably more than anybody on this planet, I'll tell you that. I wouldn't have done that. But David, you know, he was loved, beloved by God, the apple of his eye, very, very close. It's very, it's no secret. I mean, gives Solomon wisdom and riches because of his love for David. But even though he loved David so much, right? He punished the Israelites and David by killing 70,000 people, all right? We, we can't take his grace for granted. We cannot stomp on his grace, right? He died. He, he sent his son to die on the cross for you and me, right? And we have people think, oh, well, we're saved by grace. We don't have to obey him. He says, I am holy. You be holy. Practice righteousness. He answers righteous prayer, remember, so, yeah, we do. We do need to do things for him, right? It's just common sense, brothers and sisters, but it's the covenant. So you see, the first covenant, they didn't have to do that, right? They had to do sacrifices of lambs. It forgave their sins. And they sinned and sinned and sinned. God calls them his, their wife, his wife. But in Jeremiah, he divorces them because they had sinned over and over and over by committing adultery with the men and women of Canaanites and then worshiping their God, so he calls it harlotry. He divorces them. But then he tells them, you know what? If you just repent and come back to me, you can be part of the marriage. You understand? Right now, the Messianic Jews that are saved and the Gentile church in the world that are saved they're part of that church, that virgin church. It's going to go up and God's going to save us from the wrath. You understand? All right. So now we're going to read out of the new text. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Reading 2 through 9. 
And it's about the day of the Lord. It says, For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so come as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes to them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. Last night I had stomach pain. And I thought, you know, this isn't as bad as labor pains where a woman has a child. But it was painful. And the Lord spoke to me, this is what's going on right now with the coronavirus. All right? It's pre-labor pains. If you're a female and you've had a child, you know that you have pre-labor pains. They're not the same as the labor pains when you go into full labor, right? Where you're screaming or whatever, unless you have some sort of drug like an epidural, right? But they're painful. Now, let's, you understand. So that's what's happening right now. These are pre-labor pains to what? Something worse coming. So you need to wake up. If you're not saved, if you don't have a shoe of Jesus in your heart, you need to get on your knees. You need to pray the prayer of repentance and come to him. And he will protect you through this and he will bring you to him in the kingdom of God. And you'll be part of that virgin church that gets married to the groom, which is Jesus, Yeshua. So let's read on just uh, four more verses. Therefore, let not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. That means continue the march of obedience and righteousness. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are at, drunk at night. But let us who are of the day and sober put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Know that that salvation is near. It's near, brothers and sisters. Tell them, trust me on this. But things have to happen, just as this is happening. Other things are going to come, but he's going to protect us. But the worst is after that. Verse 9. But God did not appoint us to wrath. Who is us? That's you and me, brothers and sisters. If you're saved today, praise God. Because God did not appoint us to the wrath. The wrath is the tribulation. Brothers and sisters, he's going to take up his church because he hasn't appointed us to the wrath. Right? We got to have a little pre-labored pains here, but we're not going to be when the labor hits, which is three and a half years, hell on earth, brothers and sisters. You don't want to be here. So make sure that you're praying up every day, reading up every day, and keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart. And we'll all be in the kingdom of heaven someday. Amen.